0: of men, upcoming fathers, and to just sit and get to talk to all these men about what they think fatherhood will be like when they do it, it's been really, like, really eye-opening for me. And today we have on here, Nick. Hello, hello. <laughs> Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Nick. I am a senior in undergrad. I'm about to graduate. And then after I graduate, I'm hoping to pursue a PhD in statistics. Uh, I'm going to is what i say and my passions really are uh wildlife Mm -hmm. i love nature and all sorts of organic life and specifically i love uh, mountains and forests and so i really hope to get to study forests in the future
0: all righty all righty so first question are you expecting a child or do you want one in the future
1: i am not expecting currently but i do i do want to have children in the future yes
0: Are you married or dating?
1: I am married. I've been married for about eight months now.
0: Ooh, spicy.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you think you're ready to be a dad?
1: (laughs) That's a funny question. Uh, No, I don't think so. Um, I I have pretty close interaction with several children, and I love children. I think that they're great, but they're a lot, and... (laughs) I don't think that I'm in a position right now where I really want to be a dad right yet, but I know that I want to be a dad. I know that that's a, I think that's a really important part of being a man is, is to raise children. Mm. And so I know that that's in my future. It's just, I'm, I'm hoping to give it a little bit of time.
0: Yeah. What are you ready and prepared for as it pertains to fatherhood?
1: So I have, My dog. I have a puppy, and she is turning one this year in like a month. Ooh! And the reason I mention that is because this—I mean, I've my parents have had dogs before, but this has been the first being that I've really had to care for, yeah, and raise and look after, and I have learned a lot. Just as far as how you yeah. what, it, what it takes to think and yeah. care about something, yeah, the, the constant time and the constant effort that goes into creating environments and um. just ways of life that are best fitted to promote the thriving of said being. And, and yeah. the reason I'm saying it vaguely is because this is something that I've learned specifically as it applies to my dog. But these are lessons and, and teachings that I'm, I'm learning in yeah. that are going to directly apply to being a father. Yeah. And so I think that that's one thing that I am feeling a lot more prepared than I used to is yeah. how to care for and promote the thriving of yeah. mm. it being.
0: What are and, you unprepared? Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, no. And, you know, the things that I'm unprepared for is that the constant time demand Mm. because you don't really get a break and with a puppy it's kind of similar like you get you get a little taste of that yeah but with children like you don't get you are their parent and it does, you don't stop being their parent for a little bit like you, sure you can have people watch them for a bit but it never ends
0: yeah and yeah.
1: that never-ending obligation is something that i don't think i'm prepared for
0: mm. is your dad in your life and how do you think that will affect your fatherhood
1: My dad is, and he and I have actually, he and I have a great relationship. And I think that that affects my approach to fatherhood because a lot of, I'm a lot like a lot of ways, you know, like some obvious ways where it's like, I, my sense of humor is very similar to my dad's. My love of academics is very similar to my dad. But then there are some other things that, you know, I think I think will prepare me or have prepared me and I think will show up as as I become a father. And that I think is he has always been very invested in my life. And he's always been there and he's always cared. And he he loves he loves every single one of his children. Yeah. And I think that's something that applies to me, where I know that I'm gonna love my children. Yeah. And I know that like, I'm, I'm pretty aware of the demands and what it takes to be a father. Yeah. And sure, I'm, I'm, I am 100% sure that I will learn more as I actually encounter it. Yeah. But I think that in watching my dad, I, I, I think I have a model of how to oh. pursue a career and how to pursue all of these other things in life while also being a consistent father.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And I and in conversations with him, I've I've learned that he has had to sacrifice a lot of things. Yeah. In order to prioritize others. You know, like he, he used to play video games. Doesn't really play video games just now because he just doesn't have the time. And there's so many things like that and I think that's something that I'm also, you know, preparing for as look towards the future and becoming a father
0: could you be a father to someone else's child?
1: I think so. You know, I I actually it's a much longer story, but mm-hmm. my wife and I are open and interested in being foster parents. Yeah. We we feel called to well, one because my wife has has some experience with the foster system. Yeah. And also just because it is so there's just so much need in the system yeah. that's something that we really feel called to and so yeah. to answer your question i absolutely could see myself being a father or at least a father a supportive fit. yeah um, we we see ourselves we, i mean we have so many goals for the future but i could totally see us having having a house where we can try and welcome people in and um, who knows if mm-hmm. they would be our children forever or who yeah. knows if they would be in our home for uh, a finite period of time but i i certainly could see us and and see the call in our lives to care for and create an environment that is welcoming and nourishing for anyone not only our children
0: yeah how many kids do you want
1: um i think i think i want two children
0: Mm mm-hmm
1: I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're probably going to have more than that because it's not up to me. But my ideal would be to have two children and then we could foster on yeah. top of that. Hmm. Okay. So I think two to three, definitely.
0: Hmm. How would you handle the death, miscarriage, stillbirth, SIDS, etc. of your child?
1: Um, I don't know. So as a preface, I, I don't, I mean, I don't really have much uh, close interaction or history with any of those. Mm -hmm. And the only, the only experience I have with that is, is hearing about other people's experiences and how hard it was for them. And for me, that was something that I really couldn't relate with because it just kind of never clicked in my mind that. Yeah those are children yeah. and that's not a belief that's tied to politics that's just something where it's like it never I never really thought of you know uh, a developing child as like a full child and so it never yeah. really hit me the same yeah. but if I put myself in that shoe those shoes of expecting to have this child and preparing our lives to welcome this child yeah. I can totally see why that would be really difficult yeah. And so as far as how I would handle that, I think that's something that I would want to not just forget about. Uh, I think that's something I would want to memorialize yeah. and mm. carry with us in our story. Yeah. But I don't think it would devastate me. Yeah. But I, I can't, I really don't know.
0: Yeah. What traditions do you want to break with your kids?
1: I think the tradition that I want to break is not really much that much of a tradition, but it's more of an experience that I didn't have that I I really hope that my children can have. Yeah. And this is something that I don't think is directly to blame on my parents. Uh, Rather, I think it's just a combination of my personality and then just my relationship with my parents. Yeah. Uh, Is just the unwillingness to be open
0: yeah. and to
1: mm. use my parents as a support mm. and I'm sure that that is not a unique experience to me but I can just think back to when the time I was I think like nine probably till I was 18 or 19 yeah I was just so isolated and alone and life is not easy and <sighs> I as anyone does, I was experiencing challenges and I didn't know what to do with them. And I didn't know how to process them. And my self-image was all sorts of messed up.
0: And yeah. Mm-hmm. I
1: just, I just looking back, I see so much pain. And, you know, I just, I just wish that I could have felt comfortable yeah. being supported and reaching out for support because we can't do this alone. And I'm really sad that I thought that I had to do it alone.
0: Yeah.
1: Or Mm. I didn't feel comfortable letting my parents in. And so, you know, I'm sure that there are books on how to do this. And (laughs) and really what I'm getting at is that it's not a a simple fix and it's not something I blame my parents for.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's something I really hope that my children can experience differently.
0: Yeah. I hope Mm -hmm. that...
1: And, and that's that's a challenge, and that's a tough rope to la- to walk mm-hmm. because I want to be firm in what I believe in and be firm in my desire for my children, but also not unwilling to listen.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And it's something that I'm, I'm sure. I'm gonna struggle with and, and have to really wrestle through as a parent, but that, that is really something that I can hope, that I hope that I can change with my children.
0: Yeah. What traditions do you wanna start?
1: Um, I think or... I want to start just having responsibilities around the house. Mm. And because with me, I've always been, I was always raised on having chores. Yeah. And chores to me were always such a pain in the ass. And I mm-hmm. I thought it was like this unnecessary thing that I had to do. And I mean, as I've gotten older and, and realized it's like there you never you you never stop having responsibilities. Yeah. And you know, this is this tradition, this this hope for my tradition is something really tied to a close passion of my wife and I's is we both love nature and mm-hmm. Our, our desire and our, our goal is to, we would love to have a homestead of some sort. Yeah. So a garden, <laughs> have some animals, have some land. Yeah. Just and, and try to live as much as we can off of the land and, and the resources that we have. Yeah. And that's something that I would really love to get to involve my children in, in having responsibilities for taking care of life you know when when it comes to raising and caring for organic beings there is work and it's something that as humans that is a very close that is a a significant part of our identity in god is we were put on this earth to be not only be fruitful and multiply you know like have children and stuff Mm -hmm. but also to steward the land and yeah use our intelligence and our our giftings to yeah. cultivate. Yeah. And that's something that I really hope to teach my children. Not only teach them the importance of stewarding and cultivating uh the the what, the livestock and, and the world that we share, but also I think at the same time teaching them that responsibility is inherent to this human life and that there are things mm-hmm. that you are responsible for and things that you have to take care of.
0: Yeah.
1: And the, you know, I, I think that's a great way to teach them
0: yeah. and
1: try to combat the, the sort of uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It, it, I mean, it's kind of like privilege, but the, the like the spoon fed. yeah, I, I really I really hope my children can
0: entitlement.
1: Yeah, entitlement. I really hope my children can be thankful for, for what yeah. they have and and yet also understand that there is work that goes into.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm.
1: So and so I think having responsibilities, hopefully regarding some sort of homestead and garden and livestock. Yeah. But even if that doesn't happen, just having some some form of responsibility.
0: What's one thing you want your child to know you for?
1: <sighs> to know me for. I think I want my children to know that I care about them. Yeah. I. I really hope that my children can can rest confident in my desire to be with them and teach them. Um, you know, I. I not only you know loving them and and trying to lead them but i really really hope to be a teacher and a i hope that they yeah. can look to me for guidance mm, yeah because i mean not only i i have like the experience of someone who's gone through a, a bit of life you know that's just yeah. that's part of what happens but also i i think that there are some things that I really want to get to teach them. Yeah. Mm. And there there are some things that I specifically have experienced in regards to the challenges of human life, Mm. whether it be anxiety, whether it be frustration, whether it be addiction, you know, like Mm. I have really Mm. experienced some, and I have some wisdom in some really difficult areas. Yeah. And I hope to be able to teach my children and guide my children through the challenges of this life, this life infiltrated with sin and with pain and suffering everywhere I really mm-hmm. hope to be able to lead my children and I want them to not only see me as someone who loves them but I really hope that they can know me as a teacher and a someone who yeah. can guide them through this
0: life mm-hmm. It's so great what do you want to impart in your kids the most?
1: A love and appreciation for the world around them. Yeah. So this is this is closely tied with my love of all organic life. I yeah. love the world that God has made. I love creation. I think it's amazing. I think it's yeah, just utterly astounding at mm-hmm. the most macroscopic mountainous. Yeah.
0: Views mm-hmm.
1: to the most microscopic ordering, you know, yeah. of, of everything, and it's all so beautiful and it's yeah. incredibly diverse. And I really hope that my children can come to love God's creation as well, yeah. and love their place in it, because uh, yeah. I, I love and I find a so much identity and purpose in the the genesis description of the call of humanity yeah and I, I referenced it earlier i think that there is so much to be said about our identity and purpose of stewarding the world around us yeah and using our intellect and our gifts to promote the well-being of everything around us and especially bringing children into this world that is now starting to see on a global scale the effects mm-hmm. of humans living for themselves yeah. and and forsaking our purpose yeah. on this earth to be God's representatives and to promote mm-hmm. the well-being of his mm-hmm. creation i really hope that i can instill into them a desire not not only an obligation and a a sense of purpose but also a desire to yeah. Yeah. use the gifts that we have a desire to care for the world and and i i think that that can stem out of a love for god's creation yeah and so i'm a big nature boy myself and so you bet you better believe that i'm gonna raise my children in nature (laughs) and i really hope that that can can instill in them a love and sense of purpose in stewarding that creation
0: what do you have to say to other upcoming fathers
1: To other upcoming fathers, um, you know, that's kind of hard to, to say because I myself and am, am an upcoming father, but I think that one thing I would say to myself and to others is to not, don't just look at it as a, a burden. Mm. Don't just look at children as this very real and extremely challenging burden that you have to care Mm -hmm. for and, and look after. And that rather that I would, I would, and, and, you know, part of me saying this is trying to address my own fears and my own hesitations is that I would, I would really meditate on what, why, why, like cuz if it's such a burden why has every every human civilization put such an important emphasis on having children yeah you know that that just points to something that i tr- truly believe that there is there is value in getting to raise children yeah that that it is really important and that it can be uh, i'm trying to think of a word i wouldn't say life giving but mm-hmm. it can be beautiful Mm. getting to be that intimately involved in Mm. being's life and to get to shape their identity and to get to shape their personality i think that's something that is really beautiful and so i would i would recommend other fathers myself included to look forward to the the beauty and the intimacy that comes with raising children and not just the yeah. challenge and the burden of it.
0: All right. And then a last two questions. What do you have to say to this generation of women and mothers?
1: This generation of women and mothers. Um, I would say be bold. Mm. That is something that I really admire in my wife.
0: Yeah.
1: And that I think, I, I mean, and I think that that's a, of, A value of this cultural moment is Mm -hmm. being bold but I I do think that there is some some real value in being bold in standing up for who you are what you believe in what you feel convicted about and you know not only being bold in your identity as a mother and the importance of being a mother and what makes you called to be a mother but also just in other, other aspects like uh, your faith, other yeah. aspects like um, your vocation, what you have called, been called and what you've been gifted with. I think mm-hmm. that being bold can, can really enable you to be a light uh, if you're bold for the right reasons. I think mm-hmm. that there is a difference between being bold and being boisterous. Uh-huh. But I, I think that, that being bold is an absolute strength.
0: And what do you have to say to this generation of men and fathers?
1: This generation of men and fathers. I mean, really echoing a lot of what I said earlier, but just kids are important. Yeah. Taking time and sacrificing your own desires and your own time and your own Whatever to promote the well-being of the next generation of children and the next generation of men and women in this world is extremely important. Not only, I mean, not only on the global scale of you need people to be raised in loving homes in order to promote the. The best possible environment for the world mm-hmm. and for all humankind, but also just if you think of on the the local scale, like if you any child that you have, they need attention and they need love, yeah. and they need connection and intimacy and commitment. And I would just, I would just urge all men and all fathers to sacrifice and pour that time into promoting mm-hmm. the well-being. And Mm -hmm. to go above doing just the bare minimum to Mm -hmm. really pour into their children's lives, to promote and try to help their children thrive. Yeah.
0: Mm, that was so good well pioneers and beautiful people with that that concludes this episode be sure to come back and check out the next episode like follow share go to the patreon go to the website sign up for our mailing list make sure you're following us on instagram and with that beautiful people and pioneers we will see you in the next episode bye